Dust off that bottle of wine from the back of the cupboard. Push the boat out with some nibbles. Buckle up, strap yourselves in, and hold on to the seat of your knickers. Kath and Amy, they're a little bit wrong, but oh, so right. Welcome to episode 20, the final episode in season one of The Extortionate Price of a Fish Pie. But fear not, you won't have to wait long for season two, and we have some exciting plans, so watch this space. Now, we are sounding a little bit different because we're still in lockdown. When will it end, Kath? I don't think it's going to. I think this is it now. We want you to imagine we're all together in a sophisticated wine bar, sipping champagne, listening to the music as it drifts over us. Are you feeling all relaxed now, Kath? I'm too cold. (laughs) So what snacks are you going to go for? I'm going to go for honey roast peanuts. Oh, I love a honey roast peanut. They always remind me of Christmas. Honey roast peanuts and I have been in a relationship for quite some time now, and I have to say I'm very settled and happy. Will you share with me? Absolutely not. In this podcast, we celebrate life's daily challenges, laugh together at the mistakes we make and work out how to survive life. And you know what? Let's do this together. I think we need to do it together because it's impossible on your own. I know, right? I mean, if it was up to me, I'd literally just conduct my life from my bed because I've got a really nice teddy blanket on my bed now. I've got my electric blanket on. It's warming up my bottom as I speak. I found my fleecy duvet and pillows, so I cannot wait to go to bed tonight i am buzzing and let people know what happens to your television when you want the television on where does it come from kath it's amazing it comes out of the bottom of my bed sorted i just imagine (laughs) you there cocooned with this great big television in front of you how do you leave your bed i really am going to struggle to get up but that's okay because if i struggle too much i'll just give up So on that note, I need to know, how have you been surviving your week? How's it gone? Well, it's been a bit of a nightmare, to be honest with you, because as you know, everyone's homeschooling. So my son isn't at college at the moment and he's doing a catering course. So I've been having to help him with his food tech homework. I tell you what. I am an expert. I feel like I could actually pass the course now. And I'm wondering whether I should just rock up and just breeze through the whole thing because I surprised myself. I mean, last week I told you I was answering university questions. This week I've been doing cookery and food tech questions. I am really, really clever. And are you getting the food tech questions right? Yes, I am good. I tell you, we've got to plan a menu this week. So I'm well keen for that. Honestly, I've been writing down my ideas. He's going to get a grade A star. Not that I'm really particularly interested, but how's your week been? You're never interested. I have to be honest with you. My mantra this week has been very simple. I've just been saying over and over again to myself, do not cut your own fringe. Do not cut your own fringe. I am looking at you over Zoom and I actually agree that your mantra should be don't cut your own fringe. Did you attack it with garden shears? I really don't know. Well, I kind of went with the idea of treating it like I was cutting the lawn with a lawnmower. Yeah, it's not looking great, is it? Look, at least we're still on lockdown. So by the time we get out of it, whenever that is, hopefully, fingers crossed, it will have grown a little bit. (laughs) I emerged out of the bathroom feeling quite pleased with myself to begin with. And my daughter said, Mum, what's happened? And even worse than that, once I'd hacked into my fringe, I then thought I'd try to add some layers. Why? Where did you qualify as a hairdresser? Oh, nowhere. I need to put the scissors down and I need to walk away. I've actually 
had to ask my husband to hide the scissors from me because I don't trust myself anymore with my hair. Look, I just think anytime you feel like picking the scissors up, just go and look at your hair now in the bathroom mirror and surely that's deterrent enough. Wow, thanks. You really know how to make a girl feel good about herself, don't you? You are welcome. Look, we're best friends and best friends need to be honest with each other. So I'm just giving you my honest opinion, love. So, as you know, we love bringing you a confession each week. We have been taking turns, but we feel that's because it's the last one in this season of the extortionate price of a fish pie that we are going to hit you between the eyes with a double confession. Yes, both of us feel that we need to get this off of our chest because I'm not going to lie, it is a trauma that we have had to overcome. I mean, we've done it without therapy, so I do feel quite proud of us. And you say that, people might think that we're joking, but we're honestly not. This is all completely Amy's fault. This is something that she made me do she forced me to do this I didn't even want to do it I had no intention of going down the path that she tried to lead me well she did lead me she basically had a cattle prod that's what happens in our friendship I make you do things all the time that you don't want to do yeah I know and it's starting to get a little bit tedious I'm not gonna lie before we reveal said joint confession we need that all-important fanfare We need you to listen to this very sensitively because we are going to be sharing with you the humiliation and suffering that we have been through. And I own it. It was mainly my fault. What do you mean it was mainly your fault? It was completely your fault. It was your stupid, harebrained, ridiculous, banal idea. It's true. It was. I'm not going to deny it. So I saw an advert... (laughs) newspaper i'm coming out in a cold sweat already a few years ago now and it was quite a few years ago (laughs) (laughs) i can't bear it (laughs) go on the resident djs at a local hotel so i said to kath this sounds like a really good job we could do this i reckon We've got no idea how to be a resident DJ. We've done some children's discos with all the equipment before. We've done one. <laughs> we did one at our children's school. <laughs> so I thought that that meant that we were equipped to oh. become resident DJs at a local hotel. You know, DJing people's wedding receptions, just pivotal points in their life. <laughs> So I applied for both of us, persuading Kath that this was an absolutely brilliant idea. Kath very reluctantly agreed to allow me to apply. And to our surprise, we heard back, would you call it an audition, Kath? I suppose so, yeah. Yeah, audition. Yeah, let's call it that. So we turned up at the hotel and we were taken to rather a large room and it had a disco booth where we were told to set up and get prepared. We brought a whole playlist in the form of CDs. We knew exactly what we wanted to do, but there was a slight issue. None of the equipment was working, was it, Kath? (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) nothing. I mean, it was all really quite technical. We are complete and utter technophobes. We had no idea what we were doing. Fortunately, we turned up about four hours early for our audition, so it gave us plenty of time to twiddle each knob and find out what it did. And also, fortunately, the only thing that was working was the smoke machine. (laughs) 
But after much twiddling, we worked out how to get all the lights on, the music working, exactly how we wanted. And then a lot of staff came into the room and sat down at tables and we were told that they would be our audience and they would be giving their opinions and thoughts. But then we were told there was a running order and there was a young lad must have been 17 18 would you say Kath yeah no I wasn't that at all he was to go first and he had his whole playlist set up on his computer so he just plugged a couple of things in sounded really good actually he smashed it didn't he he did he smashed it out of the ballpark when it was our turn we entered the booth but unfortunately not many of the things were working in fact the only thing that was working again was the smoke machine but Kath managed to get our first song on can you tell us what that was Kath it was the pussycat dolls don't you <laughs> a great way to start a playlist off I think I thought so I thought it had all the punch and panache that was needed would you like to let people know what happened after that <laughs> please bear with us because this has taken us a lot of times to record we're both crying with laughter I've got to be honest with you bringing back all the memories for us and it's just humiliation <laughs> horror we can't stop crying so you'll have to bear with us but Kath come on what happened once Pussycat Dolls and Don't You was playing well it wasn't going well by this point and all the staff had looks on their faces that were full of disdain I would say because I didn't really understand the CD player unfortunately once Don't You had finished playing it started playing again (laughs) and again and again so by the point of it playing for about the fourth time on a loop Amy and I were slowly losing the will to live and there was no escape from this booth. It was only one way in and one way out so we couldn't even get out of another door and just disappear. (laughs) Amy was just pressing every button she possibly could and I decided that the only course of action that I could take at this point was to sit under the desk and hide. So I did that. And honestly, that's what Kath did. Because when she's in a panicked situation and things are going wrong, Kath normally puts her fingers in her ears and shuts her eyes and you think that then everything will be all right, don't you? Absolutely. And I just was so desperate by this point. I was so sick of don't you by the pussycat dolls that I just shut down and sat under the desk and hid. <laughs> So that's how Kath behaved when she panicked. My reaction to the whole horrendous situation and panic was just to press the smoke machine. So Kath stood <laughs> under the desk and she honestly wouldn't come back. And I just pressed the smoke machine. So there were these massive plumes of smoke. Don't you kept playing on the loop. And honestly, we had no idea what to do. I tried getting cross with Kath. I tried gently persuading her out. I begged her to help me. But no, she wasn't having any of it. The funniest thing for me as well was that Amy's little head kept appearing under the desk to say things to me like you've got to come out and can you not come out and help me and I just sat under the desk and flatly refused (laughs) in the end there was nothing for it we both had to with our heads down come out of the booth and we really wanted to run at that point but we made our way over to the lady that had been in charge and introduced us and we explained that we'd had some issues with the equipment I tried to explain as well what was going on this was the worst bit for me this was the most mortifying bit and then Amy said come on Kath let's just go and we had to walk out in front of everybody and just came the car 
I don't think we said a word on the way home, did we? No, and it was a walk of shame, wasn't it? Awful. Because we had to walk in front of all of the staff at the tables to get out of the door and exit into the car park. Well, one of the best bits was when one of the workers came over to the disco booth to ask, you know, if everyone was all right. By this point, we'd given up hope. Amy just pressed the smoke machine again. <laughs> Why did you do that? I just panicked. I didn't know what to do, though. <laughs> Blow some smoke in his face. What else was a girl meant to do? What can we learn from this confession? I think we can learn that A, don't ask Kath and I to do discos. B, Kath isn't good in any terrible situation and not a good person to have around and see amy when in doubt just press the smoke machine and then literally what we should have done is press it about 50 times so that it was so full up with smoke we could have just made our exit and no one would have known puff and they're gone (laughs) kath and amy they're a little bit wrong but oh so right We need to calm things down so much with our favourite news story of the week. Every single episode of our podcast, we love to bring a news story from around the world, something that's made us smile. And this week, it's a beaut, isn't it, Kath? Well, it's a little bit disturbing, to be quite honest with you. It's made me feel a little bit icky, icky doo-doos. Okay, well, come on then. What have you got for us? So this week, we have seen lots of food combinations that we never expected, including baked beans on wheat. I mean, why would you do that? Why? Just wrong. But if you feel like you can cope with some more, there's a TikTok video. It's about shreddies and it's causing a bit of a stir, actually. Alan and Gary Keary have been sharing videos of their own unique cereal combinations. In a clip, they can be seen pouring frosted shreddies into a bowl. But instead of adding milk, they pour orange juice over the top. What is that about, Ames? That is absolutely disgusting yeah but that's not all then they add squirty cream on top and declare it as a tasty dessert they must have been joking they can't have been serious about that surely because you would never put orange juice on top of sweet shreddies that's just never gonna work is it and then cream i mean surely the cream and the orange juice would just curdle i like food combinations like peanut butter with apple dipped in it i love that i don't think that's a weird combination do you a little bit unusual i would give it a try though i don't think that's as bad as a cereal with orange juice on if i go to my mother-in-law's she always makes these amazing desserts this was before lockdown obviously and you have so much choice but she always has custard cream ice cream i want it all on top i love the warm and cold together you weirdo my dad used to eat apple pie and rice pudding together wow and i love a toasted banana sandwich i've never had that before my gran used to like sugar in a sandwich sugar and bread try a toasted banana sandwich honestly it's amazing it is the bomb and sometimes i go all out and i put little chunks of chocolate in it as well so you've got chocolate melted in with the banana oh mate i'm gonna give that a go after we've finished our podcast that sounds so good now i don't know how everyone is coping in lockdown it has been weeks and weeks and weeks it's felt like forever i mean january we had 1623 days off february is going a bit quicker but it 
still feels like we've been in lockdown forever, doesn't it, Kath? It really does. I think we're all going to be agoraphobic by the end of it. And when we can actually leave our houses, no one's going to be able to because we're all going to be terrified of the outside world. But I think we need to get it out there. Those things that we've been doing while we're in lockdown, we've reached new levels of boredom. Come on, what have you been up to to entertain yourself? I have found every single sock that didn't have a partner. It now has a partner. That's how bored I've been because usually I'm quite happy to wear odd socks. I don't care. I'm so impressed that you've done this, but you've managed to match all your socks together into pairs. It won't last because as soon as they go in the washing machine, they'll all disappear again. But I had a certain sense of personal satisfaction doing it. I'm going to admit to this. I found a pack of googly eyes and I've stuck them onto all the fruit and veg in my kitchen. So now we've got Percy the pepper, Arthur the apple, Colin the courgette and Layla the lemon. And I have lovely conversations with them whilst I'm cooking my evening meal. It's great. The thing is though, don't you feel like you're murdering them now when you get a knife and hack them up to use in said recipes? I hadn't thought about that, but that is so true. What am I going to do? I'm going to have to take the eyes off first so that they don't seem so real. Because that's the thing. They're just going to be staring at you as you hack them to pieces. Yeah, disturbing. Well, the thing that I've done is I've had accidents. You know what I mean? When you mean to have one biscuit, but you eat the whole packet. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my accidents have gone off the scale, especially with biscuits. And I made a cauliflower, kale and courgette soup. So everyone's going to have to be downwind of me and probably about 200 metres away. So my social distancing is going to be a much bigger circumference than it has been already just thinking about you in your huge bed with your teddy bear fluffy pillows and towels it is going to be stinky in your bedroom well the thing is the duvet so heavy with the fleecy duvet cover on it that it won't even lift off i don't expect so it's all going to collect underneath the covers <laughs> got no ventilation at all no my poor dogs i'm going to gas them <laughs> It is that time in our podcast for the word for the week. This is a challenge that we love to bring every single episode. It's a word that we ask you to slip seamlessly into conversation. You don't draw attention to yourself. You just give yourself an internal high five and then move on with your life. So before you reveal said word for this week, Kath, we need a drum roll because as we always say, what is life without a drum roll? So what's the word that you want people to slip seamlessly into conversation this week, Kath? The word of the week is a good one this week, actually. It's bofflement. Oh, bofflement. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. It means a bother or a perplexity. You bother me, so you're a bofflement. You're a bofflement to me. I reckon people can slip that in quite easily. Yeah, I reckon so too. I think bofflement is quite, it's quite a satisfying word to say, actually. It really is. So slip it seamlessly into conversation, as my learned colleague Amy Williams said, and give yourself an internal high five and we will salute you because we do like a good salute. I think it's time, Kath, that you gave us your survival guide tip for this week. I can't believe we're on the very last episode of season one of our podcast, but we can't end it without this survival guide tip. Used tea bags will make great hand and feet warmers. Make sure they've cooled enough so they're safe. Pop them in a sandwich bag. Voila, 
instant hand warmer. Thank you. Would you do that? No. I guess you're upcycling tea bags. The earth will thank you. David Attenborough will come round and give you some form of certificate. All is well with the world. I would love a certificate from David Attenborough. It would be so exciting and it would probably say something like the world gives you a hug oh and on that note thank you for joining us for the final episode of season one of our podcast the extortionate price of a fish pie together we embrace life's mishaps celebrate all the challenges we face and most importantly laugh as we all attempt to navigate life we will be back very very soon with an exciting season two planned but until then take care of yourself and each other say goodbye for the final time this season amy Toodle pip, say goodbye, Kath. Cheers and gone.